Live life at your pace. Click the banner or go to visitwilliamsburg.com to discover how. Because here in Williamsburg, life moves at one pace, yours. Here, our waters are splashing and rejuvenating. Our history is for seeing and experiencing. Our theme parks are for riding and sometimes flying. And our great outdoors are yours for exploring and restoring. It's all waiting for you in Williamsburg. Book your trip today and live life at your pace. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. She's got it. Submission by Neighbor for the Queen of Violence. I love to work. I love to fight. I love to to entertain people at home. Ariane, queen of violence, Lipsky! She's got it, Andrade's got a It's all over! Raquel Pennington! I mean, every second that you're in this cage counts, whether it's the last second or not. Raquel, Rocky Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's dangerous. Listen to me, we're at it. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Um, I am sitting in my underpants because it's very warm in my house. Uh, today we have uh, Ariane Lipsky is uh, on the show as well as uh, Raquel Pennington, and Raquel has not been on in uh, in quite a while. And this is uh, Ariane's first appearance on UFC Unfiltered. Not normally, but on here, I like meeting new people, Jimmy. I do too. Uh, they always turn out to be nice. They always love you. I look a little thinner than normal. I'm just noticing that and decided to throw a little compliment into my fat face. You know what sucks, Jimmy? My camera is kind of covering the top of your 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 eyes and i don't want to move it because i just look so great right here you do look good yeah that's a bad smile i'll do the old because it's low yeah do the, like that little uh, little growl it's nice hold on, let me move my uh, thing here. Uh, i'm so, moving something oh i'm sorry <laughs> okay moving something so you kind of look like like you look like cyclops like let's say let's say if cyclops was like steven rogers before he took the super serum what did I just witness? What I just see? Did I just see Jimmy's little hiney? What? <laughs> am I nuts? Because I, I am a little high. Jimmy, what are you wearing? What the fuck are you wearing? What's that, buddy? What are you? What are you not wearing? Are you wearing underwear? Yeah, I told you I'm wearing underwear. I'm wearing my actual my Mac Weldon's, but I'm. Sorry, I apologize. I can't have my air on. It's too hot in here, and the air conditioning makes too much noise, so I have to put this... I literally blow this thing on my bare legs like an old lady. It shows you that I just don't listen. It's like yeah. my wife says. I, I don't listen, Jimmy. Because okay. you did say that about being in your underwear. Right? Yeah, but that's the reason I'm doing it. It's not because I think it's completely sensual. It's not. It's because it's hot, and it's, this cool air blows on my legs. I was reading up about Ariana Lipsky. What were you reading? Oh, I mean, yeah, she listen. It, it, everybody loves a comeback story. Yes, they do. And, you know, she's down a couple of fights. Yep. Not only is she down a couple of fights, it's two, two of those fights are both second-round TKOs. Yeah. Good fighters, though. It's the, Jimmy. Yes. It's the fucking UFC. Yeah. You understand? They're all good fighters. Well. No, it, well. What are you trying to say? Nothing. Who do you got a bone to pick with? Honestly, no one. I know you don't got a, I know you don't got a, uh, <laughs> ah, nothing. Who is Raquel Bending fighting? Pennington. Uh, she is fighting uh, Penny uh, Kianzet. Who is it? Penny Kianzet. Didn't somebody have a name with like a, a bone in it? <laughs> Didn't somebody? 
somebody have a name? <laughs> hey, hold on. Guys, I that wrong. Didn't somebody have a nickname with bone something? Um, possibly. Yeah. I don't, wait, I don't necessarily read the nicknames, but wait, well, it, it defeats the whole purpose of my joke. Well, was, what were you saying? I had a panic. It makes no sense now. Okay. I thought some, I thought we were talking about, we were talking nicknames before or something. And somebody said something that rhymed with bone. No, Mandy. Oh, bone. It's not a nickname. It's her name. So that now she's, uh, Undefeated, uh, seven and zero. It's uh, I believe her first fight in the UFC. She's fighting uh, Lipsky. I got confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's no bone. She's fighting Lipsky. You have a bone to pick with somebody, but it does now that that ship has sailed. Uh, can we that- sail? That ship sunk. Can we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can we forget that whole thing happened? No, no, no. That should be that. That should be the promo for this week's episode. I don't know what happened. That should be the promo. We get this all out of the episode. No, that should be the promo for this week's episode. We, dude, it makes no sense. Let's start exactly. the show right, Perfect. Ready? right now. That's hey, the end of the promo. Who's who's on today's episode? Today, let me start. Um. Well, we have uh, Ariane uh, uh, Lipsky. You know that, and uh, yeah. we also have Raquel Pennington. Heard she has a bone to pick with her opponent. No, does it work? <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy, but that was the setup I wanted to do originally. Oh, but it's not good at all. No, there's no. There's well, no, because no. you were saying, wait, doesn't someone have a bone in their name? Isn't there a bone? No, <laughs> but I. You know what it was in my. Oh, mind, you did fix it. In my, I kind of fixed it. Yeah. Hey, Jim, wait, Jimmy, welcome to UFC Unfiltered. We yeah, yeah, awesome. Hey, you want to hear about something depressing? Just to bring me back down. Sure. You know, I was devastated, and I had to take a totally fucking turn for the you know to be depressed. I'm so upset about Norm McDonald passing. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Jimmy, I just I, I'll tell you right now. Yep. I when I watch when I'm bored or there's nothing on it, I'm in, in in my bathroom, whatever I'm doing, I'm on my iPad. I watch so many Norm McDonald his his his, his old podcast. He's great. His he's just so dude, he was so great. I mean, I'm hilarious. Not, you don't know as a comic, yeah. you know, and I don't know his stuff. I don't like stories too much. I don't like long winded comics. He's yeah. a fucking, I would listen to everything from his moth joke on, on Conan to, uh, to what is it? To, just to all his stories, man. It's fucking, it was just, a just, what do, what do you think of him as a, a comedian? Hilarious. Norm was amazing because he could do one of two things. He could do the meandering, silly, slow story that would kind of have pointless asides that were just funny because you knew he didn't give a shit. But he could also do a perfectly constructed, brutal joke. Like he he could do whatever he wanted. And and he when he would like when he, when he hosted the ESPYS, when you watched that, some of those jokes were amazing. And uh, it's one of the best jokes ever written uh his his oj joke at the ask so he could do yeah. short brilliantly crafted jokes or he could do the long stories if that's what he felt like doing just to sit in the discomfort he was amazing i seen him if uh it's on youtube um doing the presidential presidential oh, correspondence did a white house correspondence did it, yeah that i thought that he was first of all he you hear him like chuckle to himself he doesn't care if, if their jokes, I'll tell you, like, no, they were laughing at some stuff, but other times it was just so awkward for everybody but him. He never got uncomfortable. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he, yeah. you know, it's almost like, like when he was telling his stories or jokes, he didn't care if they landed. I don't know if that makes sense. If they didn't land, he was still just like, just happy, like going along, just, just. He looked like he, he was just as pleased. Yeah, you know. the thing you're right, and, and I'm sure he cared if they landed, but his way of being on stage was so, and he always seemed like he was in a pretty good mood too. And I think that helped too. Is that he was just up there feeling good and enjoying himself, and I think that kind of helped people sit through stories because they're like, he's enjoying the fuck out of this, and it's it's funny and it's just fun to kind of go onto this little trip with him, or, or for lack of a better word, and plus it's just his delivery was perfect. Um, his cadence when he spoke was very, very easy to listen to and, and great. He was just incredible. 
And it's like, I heard nobody knew he was sick. No, nine years he had lung cancer. And I'm sure that like his closest, closest friends might've known, but there was even certain family that didn't know. Wow. Wow. He didn't want any pity. No. And I was saying I was just the opposite. And it's funny, Joe List was on our show today. Yeah, wait, and Joe wait, wait, said- You were just the opposite. Oh, meaning that, yeah. Like guy, Chadwick Boseman had cancer and never told anybody. And I'm always like, I'm amazed by these people, just the strength to get through and do their work. Whereas I'm such a, I would be like, I got cancer. Like I would tell everybody. Um, but he didn't want special treatment. He didn't want people thinking of that. Just a, a great strength and fortitude. When I see, you know how I seen it? And I know we got, we got uh, Ariane, Ariane Lipsky. Ariane Lipsky, yeah. Ready? Um, I, I was on Instagram. And then you see the, you know, one of those things with his date of birth to the, the diet, you know, the, I don't know when he was born to this date. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Like, I, I didn't want to believe it. It's weird. You know, somebody impacted a lot of people when you don't even know them, obviously. And it hits more than most, more than most, only because you enjoy their work. And so you're never going to get that again. It's like, it's very upsetting. It's like, you know, not to be selfish. Yeah. You know what I mean, Jimmy? Yeah, oh, 100%, man. 100%. It's, uh, this guy, he was, he was, he was unusually, he was very, he was unique, that guy. Yes, he was. And every comedian loved him and respected him. Like, if, if you're, if you're a guy who doesn't respect Norm McDonald, you're a fucking idiot. I mean, it, it just doesn't make sense to not respect him and not love what he did. It is crazy. Hey, man. Um, let's get, let's get, uh, Ariane, let's begin. Live life at your pace. Click the banner or go to visitwilliamsburg.com to discover how. Because here in Williamsburg, life moves at one pace, yours. Visit a live archaeological dig site on the very grounds where America began. Or walk the fields where our country was won. Live like a colonial by day or track 18th century ghosts by night. For all the history to be found here, there's plenty more to make for yourself. It's all waiting for you in Williamsburg. Book your trip today and live life at your pace. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. There she is. Hello. Queen of Islands. <laughs> How are you? I'm great. And you? Good, good. Well, you excited to get back in there? And Yes, yes. I'm always excited. I was excited to show my improvement and try to show more violence. <laughs> yeah. How did you get the nickname? Obviously, did you choose it or did somebody say that you're really good at violence? Yes, I mean, I had no uh, nickname until I get my title, title fight in KSW. So they just give me the nickname. And then I was nice. This really looked like a real, uh, a nice nickname for me. Oh, it's a great nickname. You know, the queen of violence. <laughs> yes, yeah, nice. I have a comic book. So now look, hey, exciting when you win and exciting, unfortunately, like sometimes when you lose, you know, so I know what it's like to come back after two losses. It, you have to be mentally strong. You have to remember why you got in the game in the first place. Cause you, cause you enjoy it. How are we mentally? I, I mean, how are we feeling? Yes. I feel like I had this experience in my debut in FC. I had uh, my first loss. I mean, I had the, uh, Nine wins consecutive in a, in a row before I came to FC. And then I fought against JoJo and I lost. And then I felt depression because I came to FC with a lot of pressure. And then people say, oh, if you, you win your fight against JoJo, you're going for the title fight. How do you feel? And I was like, it's just my first fight in FC. And then I felt depression and then I fought again. And I let that pressure. Um, I, I didn't show. I didn't, I, I didn't fight, you know, because I let that pressure say ah oh, you are not good enough you know I, I I felt and then after that I had to recover that and then I got through win in a row and then it happened again two two losses in a row 
And then I feel like I already passed for this, you know, I already went through for this and now I know how to work with this, you know, I mean, I'm really focused on, on what I have to do. I mean, the results don't mean I'm not good enough. That mean that I need keep improve and okay, not what I have to do to do to to change, you know, to change to change the result, to change my game, and everything that we we can we could do, we did. We moved to Florida. We are training at the American Top Team. I had great partners. I'm improved my racket. I'm training hard every day. So this is how I, I'm working my mind now. And like like you you told me, oh, we have to to think for what we we really fight. And this is what I'm thinking. I'm fighting because I'm a real fighter. You know, I don't choose fighter. I'm not fighting because I want people to know me. I'm fighting because I want it to make me be a better person, you know? Like, change my feelings, change myself. Okay, it was not that time. I was working hard. It's it's like, it's how I, I feel it's for... I didn't choose fight. The fight chose me. This I will fight whatever I will be, whatever the result, you know. This is, I, I, I love this feeling and I, I'm excited for sure. I want to win, but I want to fight. I want to have fun there. Did, did you, in, the, in the, uh, the, the two losses you had taken when you first got to UFC, they were decisions. And then you said you won two. And then the other two, uh, you were stopped in the second. Did you do anything during either of these most recent losses? because you had already lost two fights did it change anything in the middle of the fight that made you more vulnerable to a tko meaning did you take a chance that you shouldn't have taken yes yes i mean in my last fight like in the fight before against antonina she really got me surprised i mean i was expecting uh striking you know a striking fight and stand fight she's a muay thai world champion i was like, okay now it's time to show my muay thai and then she she put me in the ground i was like really i was not expecting that <laughs> So okay, let's 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 improve my wrestling. We have to change, and then we start training at American Top Team. And then against a striker, a fighter, Antonina, she's a striker, and she put him in the ground. And then I accept the fight against De La Rosa, a fighter that is a specialist in wrestling. I mean, I was like confident, but sometimes I'm I'm too confident, you know. <laughs> Because I was training on six months rest, you know, it's not enough to my body be like uh, get usually to make the right movements in the right time, you know. It's not like, oh, okay, in the guard you have to do this. Okay, now I, I can stand. It's not like the, the, you have to train, you have to drill, and then you spar, and then you not uh, um, work that movement, and then you have to drill again. Okay, you miss the, the hand, the your hand in the right time, and then your body in the fight, they had the, they had the, the right reaction in the right moment. And then in the fight, I felt like I was one second late, late than her reaction, you know? I knew what I should do in the fight. I mean, okay, it's time to stand, it's time to fight to stand. And then she changed. When I was thinking what I had to do, she already was doing another thing. Because he is her specialist, you know. So it's not is there is no way to get better than is training. The only way is training, repeating, training, repeating, training, training. That's what I did, you know. And I, I knew in the fight what I should do, but I didn't. My body was not ready to to do the right movement, the right time. But now I think I am. I'm ready. I'm prepared because I training and I could see the results in my my last sparring. How was the um, the transition with moving over? So you lived in Brazil. You wanted to move to the USA. You're saying because uh, of wrestling. You guys had no wrestling over there. So how was the move? How was it? How is it living over here? How do you like living in the US compared to back home? Yeah, I mean, we are when we uh, again after my fight against JoJo, I I trained in Vegas uh, a couple months. But I didn't feel like mm, I can live here, you know. And then we train, uh, we try a train uh, in New Jersey, and I didn't feel like no, it's not the right place here. And then we back to Brazil. We got we train at our gym there in Hastai. We got two good results. I, I I got my two first wins in UFC, and then okay, it's nice here. We are at home, you know. 
And then after my fight against, uh, and I was training there, I was training Jiu-Jitsu because there we had a good Jiu-Jitsu and also a good, uh, good strike game. But then, you know, when I fought against Antonina, again, the wrestling, the because Jiu-Jitsu, if you don't know how to, to use against wrestler, wrestler will, will stop your Jiu-Jitsu, you know, because they don't move. They, they stop the position and they just punch and don't, don't move. In Jiu-Jitsu, you have to flow. So I needed partners that do wrestling to train with me, and then I can understand how to use my Jiu-Jitsu, you know, and then learn how I have to use the wrestling to win the fight, to decide, okay, how to decide. Now I want to stand, or I want to to do a grab game. So that, that was the most important thing that we... We were looking for in a place that had a lot of fighters, women's fighters, because I like to train with women. It's more real, you know. It's nice. It's important to train with the guys, but women is like the same strange, you know, the same reaction, the same time. And then the things just happen. I mean, we went to Florida, to Miami, and then the things just flow to 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 help us to move there. And there is so nice place. I mean. The weather, you know, I love beats in my city, Brazil. There's no beats. And now I live like 10, to, uh, 20 minutes from the beach. Like, um, there's so many good food, so many Brazilians, you know, I just love living there. And I mean, okay, now it's our home, you know, <laughs> a nice gym, a nice place to live. And now we just move and we think to, to stay there until, I don't know, maybe forever. <laughs> where, where in Brazil? In Curitiba, in Curitiba, in the south of Brazil, is a, a cold place. There is not, there's no beach there. It's a nice city. I really like there. You know, it's a very organized city, but it's cold. It's really cold. <laughs> now, is it cold, cold, or is it just cold compared to the rest of Brazil? Because Brazil is extremely warm. Yes, it's cold compared to the rest of Brazil, not like in Europe, not like New York, New Jersey, so Canada, you know, it's like it's some in the in the in the winter is like less than zero degrees. Sometimes less two degrees. I don't know if you know degrees. Yeah, it's a little different in the uh... Yes, yes. It's cold. I mean it's cold. Like it's like this is like more cold like in Vegas in winter. Oh, I got you. Yeah, it'll be nice for New York though. It'd be pretty warm over there for us though. Me and Jimmy would be in shorts and just relax. We'd be going to the beach. Now, did you, and did you? Uh, your husband uh, is your coach, right? And did you guys meet in the gym, or did you meet and then realize you both uh, trained? No. So uh, we meet at the gym. I went to train with him because I I started training when I was sixteen years old because I was a little rebel, you know, a <laughs> teenager rebel, and then they just wanted to fight. And then I start to train Muay Thai, but it's in a small gym, like my small uh, neighbor when I live there. And then I didn't knew like, I mean, MMA was not like too easy to live, uh, uh, to make money, you know, how oh, you can be a fighter and make money and live with this, just fighting. So I thought that, okay, I have to study and then had another professional, another job to can train it. And then a friend of mine, she started to train with him. And she and he, on that time, he had another partner. And there's like 10 girls training together. And then when I was 18, year, 18 years old, uh, I, I went there to, to train. And then I saw how they were professional, you know. And then I saw he training, he, he teach, he make money fighting. And then I saw, oh, I can live, can live with this. You know, I can make money with this. I can, this can be my professional. And then I meet him. And then at the time, I, I um, we were not, a, uh, uh, we are not had a relationship more professionally. But then I start, uh, we start to live together too much, too many times, no too much, like all the time, all day. And then the things just happened, but it was about uh, three or four years after we were working that, okay, we're gonna live together. So before he were my coach, and then after we get married, and then 
he I, I respect him I know how to separate you know I mean I don't I don't let uh, our relationship um make I don't respect him in the in the training in my train you know he, I I understand and respect what he say but at that home we separate everything <laughs> yeah it seems hard it seems hard to always because if you have a if you have like a fight then you have to go to work together. It seems like there's, you have to be able to separate the two. Yes, yes. We, yeah, then we don't like, uh, how I can say like fight. It's not fight, no, it's like we don't have um, bad time. We don't have too, ma- too much bad times. We understand each other because, and we live like 24 hours, 24 seven, all day, all the time. And so, sometimes I feel like, he wants a free time from me, you know. <laughs> Men had more this. Okay, go out with our friend. Let me go out with my friend. <laughs> but I, I, I be like three hours without him and say, "Where are you?" Oh, that's Tonight, cool. I really like our relationship. Hey. <laughs> I'm not the queen of violence at home. <laughs> uh, what now? I always <laughs> like to hear what what couples are watching because me and my wife are always looking for new shows. Are you guys watching anything? Are you streaming anything on Netflix or you watching some Brazilian soap operas? What shows do you guys watch? In the afternoon, you usually watch fights because you have to study or you watch some class, online class, jiu-jitsu class, you are always studying. But at, at night, we really like stop to work and then we usually watch Netflix. Uh, we but sometimes we when we are choosing something that fix we are choosing something about athletes you know <laughs> we are too many adaptive of our life we really like our lifestyle we really like what we do what we does we feel like we are in the right we are like we like what we do you know we don't get tired to 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 live this and that's it we like to go for to moves now with the pandemic we don't we can't go out but you usually go to see some plays you know different plays but we really like the part lifestyle yeah oh that's excellent yeah hey we're looking forward to watching you fight again yeah right, everybody is and and you're fighting mandy bohm um who what are you it's her first fight in the ufc she's seven and oh she said you guys had a bite about canceled uh she's had a few in a row that were canceled uh, it, it looks like. What are you expecting out of her fighting? Because you know what it's like to have the jitters, your first fight in the UFC. Um, and, and what are you expecting out of her? Um, and what do you think that you've learned um, that will kind of, uh, you know how to deal with somebody's first time in the UFC because you've gone through it? Yeah, so I feel uh, I feel like the same. I mean, when I fought my debut UFC against JoJo, you know, I know I, I came with more pressure than her head now, than she has. But I feel like my I can use my experience, not only UFC, but my experience, career, my age, everything to get this win. I know her style, but I don't know what I expect, what she's going to bring, you know, and I don't want to get surprised. I mean, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm more focused on really improve my game because I feel like, when I'm getting proved my resting, my grappling, I'm I'm able to show show more my strike. You know, I, I didn't felt uh, this in UFC yet. I didn't could uh, be like relaxed and comfortable to show my strike skills. And this is what I'm looking for. Not I want to be a well-rounded fight, you know, complete fight that can win the fight line grappling or striking. But what I really want to show my skills in striking because this is how I am. It's my style. No, this is where I have fun. So the, for this fight, I'm I'm really more think about um she can she striking but she's gonna try put me in the ground for sure. I mean everyone gonna do that now and I'm gonna prepare for this and I wanna be more relaxed not don't 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 wait too much for the takedowns just just flow just flow and feel what she gonna try and you no know, kicks punch and control the distance and elbows and clinch and show everything that I know. All right. Well, this is going to be a great fight and uh, it's good talking to you. I'm glad you finally came on and uh, good luck against uh, good luck against Mandy. And hopefully we'll have you on again. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, me too. (laughs) 
Oh, uh, do you want to do some pick? Well, Joaquin Buckley, uh, Antonio Arroyo. That's the first fight of the fight. I love Joaquin Buckley. Um, two and two in the UFC. Uh, and uh, Antonio Arroyo is coming off. His, uh, he's had two losses, 0 and 2 in the UFC. That's a dangerous guy, I think, when you're fighting someone who is uh, 0 and 2 in the UFC. They know they are probably fighting uh, to stay in the UFC. It's true, Jimmy. Yeah. It's also true there's a Netflix show called Kate that I think is about a female assassin. I didn't watch it. Wait a minute. Is this with, hold on. No, it's not with Michael Keaton. That's the protege. Oh, this is called Kate? What? Kate? I think it's called Kate. Hmm. Interesting. Because somebody wrote to me like, hey, check this out. It's kind of like what you're talking about. It's good too. I don't know if it is or not. But the protege. Ooh, I enjoyed it. Yeah. You're a fucking negative Nelly, Jimmy. No, I feel good, you're, but I just... Why would you even say, eh? You have, you're using a trailer. You're right. No, you're right. I have not... You're trailer for it. How about you go, why don't you say, eh? Why don't you go, ooh? <laughs> just say, eh, ooh. That's oh, like... Maybe do tell. Ooh. Ooh, la, la. Do tell. Yeah, you're right. That's not what I want. All right. When, you, when I go, oh, this is looking good. Right away, your first... Re- do Tell me something. Give me something. Say something about something you're excited about. Just do please say something. And I'm just, just don't say something. Anything. I'm um, taping chip later. <laughs> okay. Yucky. Something I'm excited about. Yucky. Um, I, I'm finally eating better. So I'm trying to lose my tits and neck. Eh, well, Not much yet. Right. Eh. I mean, that's what I get from you. I still I look excited. the same. I, no, no, you look great. I, 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 I was not. About oh, that. I see what you, Oh, I didn't realize what you're saying. Okay, something I'm, I'm really excited playing. about. I'm still playing. I'm still playing. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Something I'm excited you about. You look great. Yeah. yeah okay. Tell me something you're excited. Dude, I am in such a good mood because I have friends and they always give me awful reactions. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you got me. That one. I don't know what this, you got me. I don't know what to do. Listen, you're the master. I'm just a Neanderthal. Listen, but seriously though, I tell you I like the movie and I'm excited about it and I get no, I, you told me about it already. It it didn't seem great. I, oh, I don't like boy. assassin movies. I know. I don't think I would have liked it either. But holy shit, was it good. As long as it's not about somebody training some girl to go out and be an assassin. No, it's not that at all. Okay. You got to see the way he met her. It's crazy. It's very... There's a lot of times you're watching this and you're going, all right, maybe it's getting a little talky. What the fuck? What happened? Oh, well, killed that okay. person. It, it, Jimmy, it, it, first of all, it's fun. I like the uh, I, I liked it. I like the characters, and I like the way it was delivered. Because there's a couple of twists. I'm not talking about no M M night fucking shallow lemon. I'm yeah. talking about some things when you're like, oh, I didn't see. I really didn't see that coming. I absolutely did not know that. Okay. So I enjoyed it, and Michael Keaton, full on Michael Keaton mode. Just I'm Batman. Um, he gives that little fucking. He's cool. He's, yeah. He's a little flirty with the girl. He's a very good actor. Uh, it's not what I'm doing. I know no. what I'm doing with the face. That's not. That's not. How does Michael Keaton's face do his face? I'm Batman. No, you're thinking of Michael Bain. No, I'm thinking of Michael No, you're Keaton. thinking of uh, Christian Bale. No, Michael Keaton. <laughs> I'm Batman. No, my, but but, but uh, let's do the different ones. And then there's also um, Christian Bale. Yeah. I'm Batman. Hey. But he's like this. Hey, it's Batman. No, he did this. He went. It's Batman. Hey, Joker, what are you up to? Oh no! Wait, hold on. Was oh, that not good? Oh. <laughs> now you're just being silly. Hey, that's, Joker. No, no, that's oh. not. That's not what he said. At all. Now you just. He he did a a call. His voice must have hurt. Yeah, that hurts me just to do it for ten seconds. Dude, it hurt me too. My masterful impression. And you've often said yes. that your favorite Joker was Jared Leto, which I thought was very odd. How about this? I don't think he was as bad as people said he was. He was a different. The, the, you know what? I don't fault him at all. The, the costuming was toolish and douchey. And what did he have written on his head? Damaged? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, OK. Ugh. OK. I want that same same reaction. When I get Darren Elkins on here and talk about his chest tattoo, I want you to give that. I'm going to go, hey, Darren, what does that say on your chest? He's going to say damage. What are you going to say? Fucking awesome, dude. It's perfect. Fucking you know perfect. why? Jimmy. Jimmy. Because there's a difference. 
he's a guy who inflicts damage on people. Yeah. It, it, on the Joker, it was just corny and it was done to look ominous. Darren Elk, he is ominous. He fucking hurts people. I'm going to ask Raquel Pennington. You can ask her. She's going to be on now. All right. She's you coming can, in. Well, you can ask her whatever you want. Okay. I'm going to ask you two questions. What do you ask her? I won't step on your question. That's why I'm Okay. Dave, are you fucking with me? No, I want to know what you're going to ask her. Okay. Favorite Batman and favorite Joker. That's what okay. I'm going to Okay. Live life at your pace. Click the banner or go to visitwilliamsburg.com to discover how. Because here in Williamsburg, life moves at one pace. Yours. Visit a live archaeological dig site on the very grounds where America began. Or walk the fields where our country was won. Live like a colonial by day or track 18th century ghosts by night. For all the history to be found here, there's plenty more to make for yourself. It's all waiting for you in Williamsburg. Book your trip today and live life at your pace. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hi, Raquel. How you doing? Good, how are you? Who's your favorite Batman? We were just talking about that. Raquel, how are oh, you? I'm sorry, first? was that your question, Matt? I apologize. I, I wanted to ask you two questions. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy's being like he often is a bully. I apologize. Okay? Ask about the Joker. I want to ask. No, we were talking about it. <laughs> You're a big bully and you ruined my question. <laughs> Raquel, first of all, how are you? You look good. I'm good. How are you? Good, good. <laughs> Uh, which is your favorite Batman and which is your favorite Joker? As in like the movies? Yes. And if you don't watch them, this is a Jimmy's immature question. That's the perfect reaction to that question. Jimmy did it on purpose. Just anybody. Honestly, I like Dark Knight. I think it's Dark Knight. And then, yeah. uh, Oh, there you go. Uh, I haven't watched any of the Jokers. Well, you know what? You answered the question for me because... Heath Ledger, Christian Bale, get them both nailed that. Nail so Absolutely. what's up? How are you? How are you, yeah, brother? You can jump in. Yeah, now are you a big comic book uh movie person or or what do you enjoy? I'm not. I uh it just kind of depends on my mood, but I mean for the most part, I like comedies, I like action films, rom coms. It just really depends on what I'm feeling. Are, are you streaming anything? Are you watching any series out there? Honestly, I haven't even been watching much TV. I don't know. I uh, This camp, I've been doing like a lot of shotgun journaling at night when I chill out. And then I, um, yo. Yeah, man. She, the boss and then I, you. Um, like I've been reading. Oh, what have you been reading? I'm booting my coaches. They're yeah, yapping. Later, guys. He's, oh, she's kicking you out. Later, guys. <laughs> you guys. Uh, That's some boss stuff right there. Right now, I'm currently reading a book that some friends recommended. It's called The Perfect Marriage. And it's like, it's like a crime series right now. It's actually pretty good. Oh. So, Ooh. Is it like a snapped episode? No, it's about like a guy. He like, his wife is like a top lawyer. And um, he went and had an affair. Uh, they have like a lake house. He had an affair. And then the mistress, she was murdered. <gasps> now like the wife is defending him but then she also just found out he cheated so it's like this whole ordeal and i was just like all right lots of drama that's a lot of drama. wow so do you wait is it true or is it is it, a, is it a novel or is it like true crime uh i think it's just a novel oh okay but i'm sure it's related to many true stories so yeah <laughs> i sometimes i watch too many of those either date lines or snapped and then i'm like all right i gotta watch something to bring me back up because it's too much it's too much evil. <laughs> I'm like, ah, it's a little too much death. Yeah. In a Seth Rogen movie or watch one of Jimmy's specials on Netflix. That's also depressing. <laughs> now, are you, uh, are you engaged? Am I engaged? You are. Yeah. Are you and Tisha engaged? No. Oh, you're not. I thought you said you're engaged. Okay. 
Hey, listen. Busy for everything. What's that? I said life is too busy for everything. Honestly, have you ever been married? No. Nah, me neither. Like, I, I, it scares me. The older I get, the more it's... And hey, nobody wants to marry me. So there is that. But I mean, it does kind of uh, freak me out. Like, relationships are great, but there's just something about being married that really scares the shit out of me. I, I'm kind of actually the same way. It's funny. Um, I do want to get married at some point, but I believe in marriage once. So I'm like, ah. But then when I start thinking about it or start planning it, it gets a little sketchy. And I'm like, um, you know, we're, we're busy. We're busy. Yeah. Hey, it, it's no rush. Hey, Jimmy, if that was anybody else, you're gingerly going around this. But if this was a, I'm just saying, it's funny. You threw that out there. Somebody else would be like, hey, dude, why are you putting the pressure on me? Raquel, you can tell them to calm down with that question. I know. What the heck? It's fight week. Let's, let's, let's get you, that. You're right. And I apologize. And what happens is we prepare by going over our uh, uh, prep sheets and they all give us facts. And that was one of the facts that was listed. So I figured I would just talk about that, but it's not true. So I'll forget I even asked it and i'll execute wait, somebody that, after the that show on here that you got of course read? it was yeah. oh i can't wait to read that let me read yeah, it yeah i wouldn't just make that up oh our producers are the best <laughs> i wouldn't just make that up for no reason and just throw that it at you so fucking great oh shoot hey you might have wanted to pretend like you were engaged because to get our guys out of trouble because they're gonna hear some shit after this raquel oh that's okay though raquel, <laughs> it's fight week yeah, it's been a week and a it's been a week and a, it's been a year and a half. I mean, are we chopping at the bit here or what? I mean, listen, it has been a long ass year and a half. I uh, I cannot even explain my emotions for this week. Like I am beyond excited. Um, this year has been like a lot of self growth for me in general. Um, but just kind of I don't know. There's been a major shift and. Not to mention, like I said, I mean, having such a lengthy time off, like where the heck is the motivation in that? Like, I am so motivated to get back out there. Yeah. What have you spent this year kind of doing? What have you been concentrating on or what have you been focusing on that you wanted to, that was something that you felt like, yeah, I kind of want to put some energy here. You know, I focused a lot on myself. Um, There's just, I'm super OCD and like, I just like my life together in general. And so, uh, I mean, I had nothing else to do besides kind of hang out for one. And I got a lot of stuff done outside as far as my house and projects I've been putting off for ages. But then on top of that, like, you know, I've always been the athlete and the person I coach um, high school gymnastics and stuff. And then uh, I'm always sitting here doing guest speakings, everything. And at some point, I don't even know where I kind of like lost myself a little bit. It's like I wasn't paying attention to the my mouth or what I'm telling like my athletes. And then I've always like watched my film. I've watched uh, my opponent's film and kind of just always grown. Like, it's like, okay, I pick apart things and like just grow. And I got to a point that like, I quit paying attention to things. Like I just like, where was like my true passion? Where was my grind for all that? So, um, you know, I kind of hit the reset button and like faced all that, watched a bunch of stuff, really picked myself apart um, and realized like a lot of emotions that I was actually holding in for a while now. And then, uh, you know, I mean, this whole thing with USADA, like it's been extremely frustrating. So kind of just like understanding and like learning a lot of patients. I already had to learn a lot of patients when it came to my long layoff of 18 months and surgery and then a broken leg and all this stuff. So now this kind of was just like the cherry on top to everything. Um, in there, I went through a bunch of sports psychology and like just found like a better place with that. Uh, I just feel like I really like came in tune with myself. I started, um, I switched up some stuff in my camp, started training different. And, you know, I focused a lot on like my emotional and mental state. But then on top of that, I was battling like my thyroid issue for the last three and a half years. And I finally got that under control in a natural way um, to get past all this USADA bullshit. And so uh, it's just been one thing after another. And I think a big part of me, you know, Um, I didn't realize how like sometimes fear can actually get you. And I didn't realize like I have such an outgoing, crazy, busy lifestyle that I didn't realize a part of me was like living in fear and letting those emotions get to me. And I actually was supposed to fight uh, Panny on the June 12th card, that pay-per-view. And I had a pull because in April, I ended up getting sick with COVID and I ended up in the hospital twice. I was on oxygen. I was on steroids. Oh, wow. Like I... I've never been in a place where I felt that and like for being like physically fit and all this stuff and the way my body was just like shutting down on me. 
it got really scary. And I remember laying in bed at one point and I was like, this cannot be it for me. Like I, I had a really rough go. I was sick for over 31 days and, um, it was just, it was rough. And so after that kind of really changed my perspective. Cause it was like, all right, like now, like I just really don't give a shit and I'm ready to like go to the next level with everything. That's really scary to hear too, because I mean, you're in fighting shape and you're in great health. And I, on the other hand, struggle to do sets of 20 push-ups. So if you uh, wound up in the hospital, I would be in deep shit. That's always frightening. And the USADA shit you talked about, that, that, that's all cleared up. And can you, can you just give a, a quick synopsis on exactly what happened for anybody who's not aware? When I had my layoff after Misha, I had major surgeries. And then in there, I developed a hypothyroidism. At first, they were testing me for thyroid cancer. Um, and then they were testing me for like autoimmune diseases to try to figure it out. And then, um, because it just like, it was all over the place and it boiled down to hypothyroidism. I was on medicine, but the medicine wasn't working. I shot up to 174 pounds, the biggest I've ever been in my life. Like it didn't matter how I ate, didn't matter how I trained. My weight was not going anywhere. I was losing my hair and balding. And so it was just a rough go, um, for a while. And I mean, they followed my history and stuff. Well then, um, I ended up seeing a hormone specialist to try to like figure out how we can like balance everything. Cause then I just started having other issues, um, throughout my body and the hormone specialist ended up putting me on some medicine. Well, I'm super estrogen dominant and like produce zero testosterone. So then they were concerned about like, um, being estrogen dominant. They were like, Oh, well, breast cancer and all these other things. And so like, it was just honestly like all this news that was constantly scary. And then they were like, you know, we're going to put you on a micro dose of testosterone. And I was like, I'm a tested athlete. Like I can't be on anything. And they were like, this is literally a micro dose to get your body to understand that it should naturally produce this. And hopefully we can get you naturally going. Um, so, uh, it went from that, but the supplement that I ended up taking was like seven keto DHEA or some shit. But, um, the doctor, you know, I was like, wait a minute, like this ain't even testosterone. And they were like, um, no, but it increases the thyroid of the activity. And the other part of it, like, I guess people can use it for fat burning or whatever other purposes. Uh, so anyways, I called USADA or I called UFC for a TUE to like, obviously I'm just trying to simply get healthy. And, uh, when I called for the TUE, they what were, is the TUE? it's like the exemption form. Oh, okay. And it was just like, nope, instead you need to turn yourself in. It's like, turn myself in for what? And I was like, why do you even offer a TUE program then? I don't understand it because everybody that I've talked to, they get denied for the TUEs and then everybody's in trouble. And so it was like super frustrating. I had to turn myself in. They sent USADA out. I got tested. Uh, like five days later, they back out, retested me. It was already out of my system. And then they were like, oh, well, since you came forward, we're going to give you a retroactive suspension of six months. Wow. It was just extremely frustrating because it's like, for one, I had to put out a public statement. Why do I even need to do that? Because people who don't understand stuff, they take it absolutely wrong. So then now I had to deal with, oh, cheater, doper, loser, all this crazy bullshit, all because I'm trying to figure out something that I've been struggling with for a few years now and that highly runs in my family. A legit health issue that had nothing to do with enhancing your performance. And you called them and it wasn't in your system by the time. Yeah, I understand why that's very frustrating. Where they, instead of saying, hey, it's good that you spoke up and it's not in your system and wanting to check the medical records, they punish you for being honest. Yeah, that's the part that I didn't get. Like, it was just like, and finally I got to a point because they were like, oh, most get suspended for two years for this. And it's like, if you want to suspend me and do this bullshit, like, I don't even know. I got to a point that I was like, freaking suspend me then because I'm not doing anything. And then on top of that, if you look into what the other, like I said, the other effects, like what, I'm going to sweat a little bit more and burn some fat. Oh, wow. Like, how is that going to enhance my performance any? And so it was just extremely frustrating, but uh, it is what it is. I found a good mind frame through it all and a lot of positive came from it. And so, uh, you know, I mean, it's been a good time off for me. It's in the past and you're, it, looked like, it looks like you're uh, in great shape now. So it's good that we got that. That's got to be, that's got to feel better than anything knowing. All right. Now I'm training and everything's back to normal as it seems. Yeah, it is. I, uh, like I said, I'm excited. Um, I'm in great shape again. I finally feel like myself, but I just feel like a, you know, like a calmer, wiser, more mature version. And I'm just, I'm excited. 
Yep. Well, I'm happy that you're fighting again. And, uh, you know, it's always, it makes things again, the fighters, uh, everything seems back to normal. And, uh, is this, is this in the, uh, oh, this is at the apex too. This might be a small audience there. Yeah, they're doing a small audience. Um, I originally wanted to fight on the pay-per-view card and they moved it. So then I had the fight moved and then now they moved the pay-per-view back, but, uh, it works, you know, I mean, being on the ultimate fighter show, it's just like being on the ultimate fighter. True. Isn't it awesome, the Apex? Because again, fights that might have to get pushed back or compete for like the fact is they have this place to have these fights. So people don't have to stall or wait uh, a longer amount of time than they should to get fights that they want to get. Um, I, I think it's great that they have that. Absolutely. I agree. I think it's awesome. You know, we were just talking about it. And it's like, you know, at the end of the day, like, I like obviously huge stage. It's kind of weird how I ended up in this sport because I'm actually stage fright. And so I get super nervous for like ceremonial weigh-ins, all the weird things. And uh, so now I was like, if I'm still making a paycheck and that ain't changing any and I'm going out there and doing what I love. And then it's just like being in the gym and I can hear my coaches. Shoot, it's a win for me. That's great. What do you think of the smaller cage? I was in there over the weekend. I was shooting something over there and I'm like 20, 25, uh, cage i'm like yo it's it feels different to me i'm like oh this is not i wish i had this when i was fighting get a hold of some of these fuckers oh yeah <laughs> i actually was in there earlier i was doing my media stuff and you know i started on my side and took those few steps to see how far it took to get to the center and i was like oh this is perfect like, makes a difference i'm like oh, sorry i you said you were ocd uh, it, were you saying that just in kind of an expressive way or is it something that you really do? Cause I have little moments of it. And if so, does it affect your training at all? Where you have to like, you know, certain people who are OCD will only leave at a certain time or do this at a certain time. It's not that bad. Mine is more like at the hotel room. I like, it's funny. Cause everybody's like, I don't want a room with you. Cause I like stuff in place. So even though I'm going somewhere, like I keep all my stuff organized and do everything. Um, my house, I like to be extremely organized. Like, I'm the type of person that like, as soon as something like I constantly have to clean it, I have my like Saturday night party is cleaning my house. Like I just, I like to have like clean things and everything kind of like organized my freaking closets, color coordinated. Like it's like that, but I'm like, I'll be late to training. Sometimes like my time management is terrible. Oh, okay. How's your girlfriend with that? How's Tisha with that? Uh, polar opposite. Polar opposite. <laughs> so my OCD is crazy to say the least, because it's polar opposite. You'd be a killer roommate. I would love to have a roommate that cleaned everything. How awesome would that be? Because like I, I would throw stuff and like, hey, leave it there, and just knowing that it would drive them nuts and that they would hang it up. That's got to be great. I like my best friend. I finally got <laughs> that. Like, we lived together for about a year, and uh, I don't know. She, it's a big joke. She calls me her housewife because I would always clean up after her, and then finally I was like. I am not like your housewife here. Clean your crap up. And so I would try to like leave the dishes in the sink that weren't mine and it would just keep stacking up and then it would make me crazy inside. So then eventually like I would clean them, but don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm such a piggy. I just went away with my wife and she cleans up everything. She's like, I, I can't do the socks. There's socks. How do you get this everywhere? There's like 10 pairs. And I looked like, oh yeah, I go, it's a little, little breadcrumbs to my heart. I tell her. <laughs> But anyway, I ended up cleaning them up. It's not a great story, Jimmy. No, it's I, I understand it. I mean, it's, Big. I just I'm a mess. But anyway, I guess opposites attract with something. Like I get a little messy during fight camp because you're tired. You come home from training, you throw stuff around. But then that's what. As soon as I don't have training, that's what my weekends are about, and I go through and like tighten everything back up. It's a good thing to have. I need a little bit more OCD. <laughs> I got I got the other. One. I got ADD. <laughs> yeah i'm just like squirrel i'm like i you know i have both so like i literally start cleaning and i just forget what i'm doing and i go do something else my life is in complete disorder so yeah I'll at least ocd is like upstairs and then something will go on in my head and i like end up cleaning like my main floor and then i end up back upstairs and then i end up in the basement but somehow everything eventually gets cleaned i just i bounce and i think yeah. that's why i team because my coaching staff are the biggest squirrels i've ever met like they, they, I like one of them, he has to have his stuff in a little Ziploc baggie to travel with, or he constantly loses shit. The other one's like talking about one thing and then he just squirrels off and it's like, what are you doing? And then the other one today, he like, I gave him my water bottle and I was like, Hey, this is your job. Cause I'm going to lose it. He had it for maybe five minutes and then we lost it and we're running around the apex trying to find it. 
Yeah, sometimes you got to just do things yourself as opposed to trusting other people. Yeah, right. All I know is you gave your staff a look like a, a mother out with their kids at a supermarket. Like you better, and they just all filed out. Like they went, they I went out. You, hey, Raquel, you are right here for this fight, and everybody's even your staff ain't mess. Your coaching staff's like, oh, they ain't messing with you. <laughs> that was awesome to see. Yeah. <laughs> I was hungry. It's like we gotta get. I'm hungry. Well, it's good talking to you. We're happy you're back. And uh, you seem like great. You look great. You look uh, like uh, you're really focused and uh, you, your spirit seems to be in the right place. So just chilling, waiting for that time to pass and Saturday to get here. I'm excited. All right. We'll talk to you on the other side then and uh, have a great fight. And it's always good talking to you. Sounds good. Thank you. It's good talking to you guys. This is what I will tell you. Yes. Me and my wife, very compatible. Yeah. Yeah, we go away and it's like a best friend you get to attack every night. Ah! <laughs> Here it comes, Miss Sarah. No, listen, I'm just saying, I've been with the 20 years altogether and we still have a blast. You know? Yeah. And we see good movies on a fly, just like the other day when we saw The Protege with Maggie Q. What is that? Mike Keaton. It's the movie about an assassin who gets trained at a young age. Mm. Anyway, listen, that's more, there's more to it. There's more to it. There's everything in it. Jimmy, what do you want to plug? Oh, let's do a couple of picks. Okay. A couple of picks. A couple of picks. Smith versus Van UFC Fight Night. UFC Fight Night this Saturday, September 18th. At the Apex Center in Las Vegas. The prelims start at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. The main card, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Sorry, I'm just trying to say, maybe I can do this voiceover thing. Let's hear it. I'm going to fucking agents to call me. I think maybe they... <laughs> I maybe prematurely announced that I might be talking to some agents. But that was with me and Dean Thomas. You were on, on the show. You came on the show a little later that day. Yes, I did. All right. So let's get right back to business. Uh, Jimmy, let's start... Let's do the let's do the co-main and main. Let's do that. Okay. All right, that keeps it nice and simple. Cuda lava, cuda lava, cuda lava, cuda lava, cuda clava, cuda lava, cuda. Who are you gonna pick? Cuda lava. Cuda lava or Devin Clark? Cuda clava. Who do you want? Mm. Oh, you want to sing too, my little bird? No, I don't know. Let me see. So depressed about Noel McDonald. I know, I know. I'm gonna, I just, oh. It's a very, it's tough there. Both, I mean, you know, uh, Devin is coming off of that loss to submissive, a submission loss to uh, Anthony Smith. Jimmy, not to cut you off, I was watching, I remember watching a show of uh, Norm McDonald on Larry King. Yes. And Larry King passed away also, too. Yeah, he did. So it's so odd because they were talking about death and stuff like that on it. So, you know, Norm was talking a little bit about like his faith or whatever. and. And the other guy, Larry King, didn't believe it in. So he's just like, ah, uh, you know, he was afraid of death. And it's just weird because they're both not here anymore. Yep. All right, back to the co-main event, Jimmy. Sorry to get morbid on you. I am going to take. I'm going to take Devin Clark. Ooh, where are you taking Devin? Uh, I'm going to take him in a decision. Just the best thing to do is just ignore me most. No, of no, no, I no. Just I promise. I know when you don't do anything, it's like, all right, start to act a little bit your age. And I'm going to, I'm doing, <laughs> no, I don't mind it right now at the 57 mark of the show. All right, here we go. I'm going to pick. So you're going with who? I am going um, with Devin Clark by decision. I'm going to say Devin Clark submission. Okay. Submission, second round, maybe a head and arm choke. That's what I'm kind of feeling. You know, or maybe he'll get mounted, do some damage like back in the day, like take a, a page out of Glover Texera book. Book. <sighs> I wish I didn't stutter when I said that. It's okay. But I'm taking second round finish by Devin Clark. Ryan Clark, Anthony. Oh, Ryan Clark, Ryan Span, Anthony uh, you're, Smith. You're off with that one. I didn't no, know. I know. I'm just. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey, listen, man. Anthony Smith is like, listen, you thought I was gone. I know. But I am back. I could submit people. I could knock them out. I am well-rounded. I am the Lionheart. 
<laughs> right. Listen, but he's going for, oh, this is like a superhero comic book. Oh, I know. This is Lionheart versus Superman. Who are you taking? Well, Jimmy, that's what it comes down to. And I know what you're thinking, that he got caught by Jay Walker, so maybe, you know, we've seen, you know, the best and the worst of span. I'm saying this. How old are these guys? I think we don't have ages on this fucking thing. All right? Right now, our guys are like this. 33 and 30. Oh, you asked the age. Uh, They're young guys. I didn't ask you. Yeah. Uh, but I, but thank 33 you. for Anthony Smith. Ryan, uh, Ryan Span is 30. All right. It's, I don't know, man. I know who I'm taking. Oh. Jimmy, go ahead. Span, third round stoppage. That little three-inch reach advantage, I think, is going to make a difference. Very, very interesting, man. But I hate picking against Anthony because I like him so much. I like them both. Yeah, me too. I like me some Ryan Span. But, but, you know, Anthony's got a little bit of uh, momentum on him. Man. Yeah, he does. Shh. Although Ryan has won nine out of ten fights. That is, I know. Nine out of ten fights. Um, and Anthony, I think he's on a two fight win streak, but again, Anthony has probably been fighting a slightly, uh, higher, uh, ranked, uh, fighter. So that doesn't mean anything. All right. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take, you took span. I'm having a hard time going against span. Yeah. To be honest with you, but I don't want to pick the same guy as you either. Well, you can. Jimmy. Um, I'm an influence. It's okay. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> this is what I'm doing, buddy. I will meet your span, and I'll meet you with span with a Smith. And I will take Smith. Okay. And this is what I'm going to say. Ah, hard time with this one, man. I don't know, man. He, he used anyone nine out of ten. Yeah. His only loss was Johnny Walker. Really? Yeah. Third round stoppage span. That's what I got. Did you say that? TKO or or, or stop it. Wait, that's fine. Did, no, take say, it. did you say third round? Yeah. Take it. That's fine. Whatever you got. Take what you no, go. No, no, I'm not taking it. I'll say I'll say second round stoppage, man. Okay. Apparently I don't think much of Anthony Smith. I mean, I I know Anthony First Smith. Of all, that's wrong. <laughs> that's why we don't do this. <laughs> no, it's it is it literally First of all, he's just, an analyst. Smith is an analyst also. I'm not, first of all, I'm not. He understands. It doesn't mean anything. We're just, we're, we're just, it's like you're watching fights. It's an event. As fans, you pick, make a pick who you think is going to win. It doesn't mean You're right, think. Jimmy. I'm sure he's not going to be hurt if something happens and he knows that you'll be watching and that maybe his fan hits him and you're going to be like, kill him, kill him. I'm Never. sure he, I'm sure he's not going to take, listen, he knows it's a sport. That's right. But I don't yell that. Take out his lion heart and eat it. Caught Jimmy. I would never far. say that. Too far. I know. Jimmy, what do you want to plug? I got dates coming up uh, in two weeks. I'm going to be in Buffalo, New York. I have Manhattan, uh, New York City, Carolines. I got Philadelphia. I have Atlanta. I have Boston, and I have Connecticut. Go to jimnorton.com if you want tickets to see me, and why wouldn't you? Jimmy, I'm sorry. We really should. First of all, they should. Let's read off the results to the, to the uh, guys. Five contracts awarded again for the third straight week. That's not normal. What would you say, buddy? I, I didn't hear you. Dana White. Uh, contender series. Yes, I think that these guys deserve just because there's five of them. Five, dude, five contracts. Crazy. I mean, it's fucking crazy. If you wanted to read off their names, you you just do it. So it just it's the way it, it just goes off your tongue. Is it so much better than mine? Uh, Jayuton Almeida uh, beat uh, Nasrudinov. Uh, it was a submission, rear naked choke, um, and uh, Albert uh, Durev. Oh, Durayev, sorry. Albert Durayev uh, over Bittencourt, uh, again, by a submission. Neck crank. Yeah. Uh, Lucas Bresky uh, over Dylan Potter. Jack Della Madalena over, uh, over Lusa. And um, ooh, I don't know how to say Jasmine's last name. Uh, wait. Jasdevitas. Uh, Jasmine Jasdevitas over uh, Palastri uh, via unanimous decision. Dude, I'll take a couple. I apologize if I did not get any, some of those names correct. A couple of decisions, but nice night for jujitsu. I love, I love some nice submissions, Jimmy. Yeah, I'm a jujitsu man. Listen, go to Matt Sarah BJJ on Instagram. Go to sarahbjj.com if you. Hey, look what I'm wearing. Oh my, it's very says, nice. Oh, oh, jitsu <laughs> That's my name. Anyway, you can get a shirt like this. Maybe a Kimura Savage. Who knows? 
Maybe soon, Sarah Academy Espresso Cups. I don't know. Sky is the limit. Good, buddy. Also, you can get me on Cameo. Love you, Jimmy. I Jimmy, you, I'll book you the way over the weekend. Thank you to Ariane and uh, Raquel. It was fun talking to them. Always. And before we, I guess we should say, uh, I'll yell at the producers after. Jimmy, I, you know what? Let's save next week and just start yelling at them. And let's pick up right where we left off. Let's. Bye, everyone. Goodbye. Live life at your pace. Click the banner or go to visitwilliamsburg.com to discover how. Because here in Williamsburg, life moves at one pace. Yours. Visit a live archaeological dig site on the very grounds where America began. Or walk the fields where our country was won. Live like a colonial by day or track 18th century ghosts by night. For all the history to be found here, there's plenty more to make for yourself. It's all waiting for you in Williamsburg. Book your trip today and live life at your pace. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.